Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from a throwaway account and says, My 30 female husband, 30 male of seven years, is really angry that I refuse to quit my job to become a stay-at-home wife slash girlfriend. Not sure what to do. Hi everyone, not really familiar with Reddit and having an account, but saw this on an online forum for relationship advice and could use some input. I love my husband and he's an amazing man, but we have flaws like everyone else. We both aged out of foster care and met at a youth fulfillment program. Basically a work camp that allows kids with no families learn the fundamentals for living, finances, certificates as needed. We were both 18 and stayed in contact after the program ended. He made it clear he liked me, but I was truly petrified of men at that point in my life due to past experiences and rejected him a bit harshly. I reached out to apologize and we became friends. Then a year or two later, I saw he posted on Snapchat he was in my area. I asked if he'd want to go on a date so I could practice being comfortable around guys and he agreed. He never made a move, never touched me, never made weird eye contact. If I said no, he didn't ask a second time, not even as a suggestion. We went on these platonic dates for months without nothing happening. And one day I asked for a hug and then he asked for a kiss and he asked me to be his girlfriend. We got married a year after and our seven year anniversary is around the corner. We agreed we would not even think about having kids until we were older since both of us were the product of young parents. We've really just focused on getting by on using as little money as possible and saving up every dime to buy a house. Thankfully, we got our house a few months ago and we're both able to quit our second jobs and for the first time only work regular nine to fives. Yay. I've discovered I really like gardening and baking and I love having a real home. We've been discussing adding to our family by having a baby. I feel very ready to be a mum. Scared still, yes, but ready. But my husband brought up how sad I would be if I had to quit since I've worked so hard. I told him I had zero plans to quit. I would only take maternity leave. Plus, my company allows maternal and paternal remote options for one year after birth. So I can just work from home if needed. I know it's a lot to do with a newborn, but giving up the security of my paycheck is simply not an option. He told me this is what we worked for, to make our own perfect family opposite from what ours was like, and I was blindsiding him by changing my plans and told him, no plans has changed. I can have a career and be a mum. Plenty of women do it. He doesn't have to quit his job to be a dad, so why should I? He said it wouldn't work for a baby's needs, and I told him okay. Since I make more money than you do, why didn't you quit and I go back to work remotely after healing from birth? That way we both have hands on deck and we don't have a severe loss of income as I make 89k a year and he makes 52k a year. He mentioned that if I trusted him fully, this shouldn't be a problem. I told him I trust him, but I don't trust our current economy. 
but I left out that I really do genuinely think quitting my job with no savings, wiped out by getting the house, and relying on a man is absolutely stupid. He had plans made previously with his parents and had to leave, so we said we would pick the conversation back up when he gets home, but he's very, very upset. Madder than I have ever seen him and I don't understand why, he just assumed I would quit. Not only do I not understand it, but it makes me trust him a lot less than I did yesterday. I have a bad habit of running for the hills when problems come up and not gonna lie, this is making me really nervous. Thank you for reading all of this if you have. I'm open ears to what could be going through his mind or why he's thinking like this. Really just doesn't seem logical to me. He's been watching all of these videos of stay-at-home wives and girlfriends and I feel like this is influencing him a lot. And there was a comment Opie replied to. So someone said, so this is just my opinion. I think his childhood and upbringing trauma is playing into this a lot. This doesn't sound like a situation where he wants to control you like in some posts, but more like a situation where he's idealized what a perfect family might look like. So he wants to give his children that. You two need to go to couples counseling for a while. Figure it out with a therapist to help intercede and help him understand. Financial security is important. Hold off getting pregnant until you guys have been in couples therapy for six months or so and have begun working towards some common ground. As for him going off to meet his parents, is it possible having them back in your lives is contributing to this need for a picture-perfect family? Just curious. Opie responded saying, Thank you for this comment. I've been thinking on it for most of the day now. The parents he went to see are foster parents, but there were some legal issues going on and they had to release guardianship. He lived with them from 10 to 15 until ending up back at a group home and aging out. But they always stayed in contact and he considers them as parents. But they never lost contact so I'm not sure if that would be it. But he didn't start seeing them in person again until 2 to 3 years ago. I've never thought he was controlling but we have talked in the past about this type of thing and have always told him I would never want to be a stay at home mum. Maybe at most, until they're in elementary, if he was making a lot more money, but we're not at the income level slash networking level where I can get away with having five-year gaps in my employment. Neither of us has attempted therapy again. Most of our experiences were less than pleasant with DHR slash child services counsellors. So I'll see if he's open to the idea. And I gotta say that that comment rung with me as well in part in the story where he said, he told me this is what we work for to make our own perfect family opposite of what ours was like and just blindsiding him by changing my plans and and that comment said it's you know it's not like the normal stories we have with controlling behavior where it's just someone someone trying to control the other's behavior and as simple as that i guess it is still controlling behavior in a way but it was brought on by the trauma of their their upbringing and lots of people were asking you know he's watching these videos of stay-at-home wives and girlfriends and questioning has he been watching any of those other influencers out there that might be affecting his thoughts and opinions but affectionate bite says my dad was young and healthy when he was permanently and severely disabled in an accident had my mum not been employed at the time our family would have been screwed her insurance allowed my dad to get decent care and her income kept us from having to lose our home family would have stepped up but still I know that's a rare and random and upsetting thing to think about, but that has stuck with me my entire life. And my dad wanted my mum to be a stay-at-home mum. She told him absolutely not, which ended up being our saving grace. Protect your birth control and put a pin in babies for now, metaphorically speaking, lol, and keep discussing this. Talk to a therapist if necessary to get to the bottom of this. Angel says he's just craving a mother. He needs to understand you are not his mother and you can't turn the clock back. He's romanticizing a world that is fake. 
Stay-at-home mums are not happier or better mums than working mums. They're often frustrated and depressed and the poor kids get the brunt of it because the mum has no outlet, whilst the dad is absent and aloof. I'm sure you're aware the care system is full of kids whose parents couldn't slash didn't work. Whilst there are benefits from zero to three for a child to be cared for at home, it's preferable if this is by a mix of both parents. It's a fallacy that a traditional family is, is mum at home whilst dad works. That's a modern tradition since the Industrial Revolution that coincides with huge alcohol and drug abuse. A traditional family throughout history was agricultural or home industry based and both parents worked and cared for their kids together. And a final comment from Mac who says, It's more than financial in my opinion. I suspect your work, financial security and personal growth are positive attributes to your mental health. Overcoming your foster history, this would be key in independence and happiness in life. And it seems like you know this. It is weird he assumes you will quit working and that there is no hint of his thinking previously. Stand your ground and make him understand your side. His willingness to understand and compromise will be telling of your future. Settle this before you end up pregnant. So OP updates the post and says it's been a few days since he came home and told me he met a girl at work and she's a better woman than me. And that she has a son already and will be a stay-at-home wife or girlfriend or whatever the fuck. He gets his happy ending, I guess. He texted me right before I got off work and asked me to pick up food from one of our usual date night spots. I got home and noticed his car had boxes in it and a woman I didn't know. I tried opening the door, but it was locked and she just looked at me. What little was left of our savings, he took and both of our cats. I didn't see this coming at all. I haven't told any of my friends yet. His adoptive parents have been dropping me off food that I can't even force myself to eat. I haven't cried yet. I'm kind of still in shock. Wish I had a family to run to, but for now, the internet has to do. I haven't answered any of his calls or texts. He keeps trying to check in, ask if I'm okay. How the fuck would I be okay? I never thought he would cheat. I asked him to promise if there was ever someone else, he would just tell me as soon as he knew. But they've been together for at least six months, so while he was calling me selfish for not wanting to put in my two weeks and be a stay-at-home wife, he was dating her the entire time, planning a future with her the entire time. I feel stupid. I should have taken everyone's advice more literally. When I asked him to go to therapy, he wouldn't. His parents think he has some type of mental break. I should have stayed afraid of him and avoided him. I should have chosen a better outcome for myself. I just feel like the same girl that no one wants to love anymore all over again. I know that what he did isn't my fault. I know I could never stop him and really, do I want a man who doesn't want me? Never. That just doesn't stop it from hurting. Some comments that Opie responds to, so Significant Jello says, He wants you to be reliant on him and he didn't want you to be smart enough to find out his affair. See if you can dig up more info about the affair partner. Go nuclear on them both. You're still young. You can find a new love. OP says, Once I found out she was 20, I stopped caring. A karma will come one day on its own. I doubt I'll be able to stop myself from having to do hard time in prison if I ever see them again. Rivlet says, Let's be real. She grabbed onto him with her kid and he'll leave her just as fast as he left OP when he realizes he doesn't actually want what he thinks he wants. Mostly because he realizes it's not what he thinks or it's way too hard for him to do. OP says, his mum, adoptive, called me and is already coordinating for dropping the cats back off to me. He didn't know his new girlfriend is allergic. At least I get a little laugh already. Lol. And Rivlet replies saying, if he didn't even know that, imagine what other surprises he's going to discover. What did he do? Just grab the first woman who would agree with his idea of what a relationship looks like and say, she'll do. 
Gee whiz, that update was like a slap in the chop straight away. It's like, where did that come from? Holy moly. I'm incredibly sorry you're going through that OP, but... And, and I know it's it's no consolation to you at all right now, but I'm glad you didn't get pregnant with this guy because it could have been a lot more complicated in the future. And like I said, I know it's going to hurt and it doesn't help saying any of this stuff right now, but please do look after yourself. But what do you guys make of this situation? What would you say to OP? Like I said, that update was just like a just suddenly spun round. I was like, holy shit. Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. And our next story is from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit from NoSpare4582 and says, Am I the Arsehole for telling someone that his achievement just meant that he had rich parents? I 23 male been with my current company for a year now recently a new guy jack joined our team fresh out of college last friday my manager invited everyone to a bar after work there jack told everyone about an achievement that he obtained over spring break he visited his 105th country cambodia in contrast to everyone else who were asking things such as what was the best slash worst slash strangest thing you ate which countries were your favorite and any cool stories i just said good for you, and went back to my drink. Jack noticed me being quiet and asked me why I wasn't joining in. I said, don't worry about me, but Jack just kept pressing the issue. I finally said, Jack, visiting 150 countries is cool and all, but it doesn't say anything about you as a person. It just means you had rich parents who could afford to travel internationally several times a year. I grew up poor, literally, worked my ass off in high school, got a full ride merit scholarship and did everything humanly possible to land my current six-figure job. Rich people who think they are better than everyone else just because they had rich parents is a huge pet peeve of mine. But my co-workers don't know any of that as I like to keep work and my personal life as separated as possible. Jack got really quiet after that and left soon afterwards. Now it's Monday morning and I'm wondering if I should have just kept my mouth shut. Now I know that you mentioned that you've you grew up poor and you worked your ass off and all this kind of stuff. So you got some sort of huge pet peeve against rich parents or something. And you basically just showed your insecurities over it. He visited his 105th country. Yeah, something I can't do and I'm likely never to do in my lifetime. But at the same time, why would you shit on someone who's just a new person to your team who's just trying to share a little bit of information which they thought was cool to everyone else, just trying to get involved? And the fact that straight away that you went quiet and you was noticeably quiet that Jack noticed it, then it sounded like you was being passive aggressive. Well, don't worry about me. It just sounds like you put Jack in a horrible spot for just 
just talking a little bit about his life and sharing a little bit of information. He didn't say, I visited 150 countries. How much have you guys visited? Peasants. <laughs> it didn't say nothing like that. And now you've got potential friction at your workplace. Was it worth it? And in some ways, I just kind of feel like it's a, it's a sad way to live, isn't it? That anyone that you're that you perceive as, you know, got rich parents or considerably richer for whatever reason, you're going to have a chip on your shoulder about them. JRM says you're the arsehole. So visiting 150 countries is really cool. There was no need to shit all over it and make a stink. He never said he was better than anyone else. You just assume that because of your own insecurities. In a position reply that and says, yep, you're the arsehole. Way to make assumptions about people. I grew up poor, like shared an apartment with three other immigrant families poor. One of the best friends that I met later in life grew up filthily rich. His dad is a business owner. The reason he's one of my best friends is that he's the most unselfish person I know. Not with his money, but with his time. He's always been my first call when I get locked out, have my car break down, or need some encouragement. People with money aren't automatically assholes. Your bias and jealousy is showing. Samuel says, you're the arsehole. So your colleagues were having a fun get to know each other after work drink session. And one of them shared that he visited 150 countries. And you use that opportunity to derail the conversation, make them feel shitty and unwelcome. And you're not sure if you're the arsehole in the situation. You are. His visiting 150 countries doesn't detract from your accomplishments. It's not a competition. It was a lighthearted bar conversation. Sure, money was obviously a factor, but it doesn't sound like he was trying to make out like he was better than you because he got to do something you didn't. Rich people thinking they're better than everyone else sucks for sure, but having a huge chip on your shoulder and treating colleagues like shit because they had an opportunity you didn't also sucks. Avocado says, dog, he pressed the issue. OP said good for you and he wanted to leave it at that and he could not handle getting his metaphorical dick sucked even once. And there were some other comments along those sort of lines as well, saying that, you know, he pressed the issue and he didn't get the answer he liked, so he kept pressing for more. I kind of didn't see it that way. I saw the good for you as like moping, like, oh, good for you, whatever, and then went silent and then, you know, visibly was upset. So Jack checked with him. That he didn't want to upset him or whatever. And, and that was it. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's have another story. Now, our next story comes from Trickster2357 and says, am I the asshole for embarrassing my cousin in front of everyone at my wedding? I'm always really worried when someone's named Trickster and then there's an embarrassing story, but poof, let's get involved. I, 28 male, and my wife, 29 female, got married in May. We had the wedding at this beautiful hotel. We had about 150 people attending. I have one friend, 29 male, who has a service dog and is in a wheelchair. He was in an accident a few years ago and is paralyzed from the waist. His dog is always well behaved and nobody made a fuss. My cousin, 32 female, has a Great Dane that is untrained and nobody in the family likes the dog. I made it clear to her many times the dog was not welcome to the wedding. By the day of the wedding, she shows up late with her dog on a leash. My father and I were furious and told her to leave with the dog. She refused and then let the dog off the leash. She promised he would be on his best behavior. He started jumping on people, tried to play with my friend's service dog, and overall was upsetting everyone there. My cousin's defense was that he's a therapy dog. She can't leave without him. She then pointed out that my friend brought a dog to the wedding, so it wasn't a big deal. 
I started yelling at her that there was a huge difference between a well-trained service dog and her dog. Everyone was staring at us at this point and she grabbed her dog and left crying. My aunt approached me after the wedding, said that I didn't have to embarrass a cousin like that and she was struggling with mental health. I explained that I told her many times before the wedding that the dog was not welcome. My cousin is now trying to paint me as the bad guy. She sent me multiple messages demanding an apology. Am I the asshole for embarrassing my cousin in front of everyone at my wedding? And we're starting the comments with Comp who says not the asshole. Service dogs are no joke. And the other dog clearly isn't a therapy dog since it's completely untrained. She just wanted an excuse to bring her dog. Taking medical issues like this is a serious problem. She deserves to be told off for that. Novel ad says not the arsehole and this is where people who have emotional support animals and I'm one of them need to understand the difference between a service animal which costs tens of thousands of dollars to train because they perform life-saving services and why they are allowed in businesses and on all transportation and ESAs. My niece has diabetes and has a service dog that keeps her from passing out or going into a coma. She underwent rigorous training with this dog after the dog went through even more training, all of which estimated at over 30k. And people like your cousin are why my niece is harassed and side-eyed because she looks normal and they can't always see her insulin pump. I'm sorry your cousin was so disrespectful at your wedding OP. You did the right thing as a dog was disruptive to everyone. And Slack says, not the arsehole, and it's wild someone would say otherwise. Claiming your untrained dog is a service animal is quite frankly very offensive to people who need and use service dogs. It also makes service dogs look bad to people who don't know better because they cannot safely assume these animals have been properly trained. Her dog is not a therapy dog. Otherwise, it would not be running amok. And now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved. And hopefully, I'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.